Welcome to another episode of the Hustle and Flow podcast. I'm Heidi, an actress, fitness coach, and self-love junkie. And I'm Kesley, singer-songwriter, photographer, and social media influencer. This podcast is intended to inspire you to up-level every area of your life. Join us as we talk openly about starting our businesses, mental health, and becoming a master manifester. Let's get started. We're recording. Hey. Yay. Cheers. Yay. I'm unemployed. We have a lot of catching up to do. Okay, uh, can I just say it feels so good to be back just with intention, like doing hustle and flow. Um, yeah. For those of you who are tuning in and have been listening, maybe you noticed that there were a couple weeks there where we did not release an episode. And we will tell you why, but before we do, like we have to address the pandemic. This is an issue. This is absolutely, this is a pandemic. Like never, ever, ever has the world been impacted at this level? Like we are seriously, truly all in this together. But the media, I think, has blown it so out of proportion. And I feel like, I feel like, like it wouldn't be like this if the media hadn't blown it up like so much. Because think about all of the other illnesses that are out there and things that spread, like the flu, you know what I mean? And People die, it's way more people die from the flu than they do of Corona. And I'm not minimizing Corona. I'm just saying that the media has blown this up. And so I think it's just so important to distance yourself a little bit from, from watching the news and everything because like you do want to stay informed, but you want to make sure that you're getting the right information and there's so much misinformation out there and all of that consumption is just going to cause anxiety and mm-hmm. stress and then that will create true dis-ease in your body. Yes. And now more than ever, we need to keep our immunity high. We need to like we need to be filling up with positive energy and good intentions and be saying affirmations and proclaiming, I am healthy. I am well, I am abundant. Everything always works out for me. Like these are the things that we need to be doing. We need to be like reinforcing positive energy, positive habits. And it's just, I feel like it's going way out of proportion all the way to the point where our economy is completely shut down and people are losing their jobs like me. Oh, yep. Do you want to talk about that now? Sure. So <laughs> I can't even believe it. You can't believe that I got a job or you can't believe that I got fired from said Both. job? Actually, when Heidi told me she got a job, I was like, oh, I was happy for you though. You're but so supportive. Thank you. I really was because I know it came at the perfect time and you never like know like what God's plan is and like things that just work out and this totally was one of those things it was and, uh, but definitely like that happened at the same time I was in LA my stuff got stolen all this stuff happened and so like the high that hustle and flow was at like <laughs> just, I know like, went down, which made me sad but like everything happens for a reason and like we're back at it now so that makes so- me happy too <laughs> So it's funny because we had just released a podcast episode where Kesley talked about how she needed a job, she needed ways to make money, and and I convinced her to not get a job. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. I convinced Kesley to not get a job because, Kesley, you are such a good photographer, you are such a good content creator, you are like, there are no doubts in my mind about your abilities. 
Um, I know that you're going to create something amazing. And so my whole thing was why take away from momentum that you have and go waitress or go like, do you know what I mean? Or like something unrelated. Yeah. 12 hours waiting tables, bartending, whatever, with something that's not even related to what you want to do. Right. So that was why I said, don't get that job. Go Mm -hmm. all in on what you're doing. Yeah. I got offered a job for a company called MindBody. Maybe some of you who are watching or listening to this have heard of MindBody. It is a really cool app. It's a consumer app. So I like to, you know, compare it to, and they didn't like that I compared it this way, but I like to compare it to like Groupon or ClassPass. You know, those are direct competitors right there. So it's like you will go on the app and you will select like, I need a beauty service or like a integrative health or like I need to find a fitness studio or a kickboxing studio or a yoga class near me. And it'll pull up all these local studios and like special offers and it gets you into the studio. And so anyways, it was a sales position that was very in line with like my core values. This company is so freaking cool. Like they have really cool core values. They take care of their employees. I was getting health benefits. I'm 26 years old. I pay for my own health insurance. So this was very appealing to me. Um, And I have a base base salary plus uncapped commission. Like it Mm -hmm. was so promising. And when I interviewed for it, I had one condition. I said, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an actress, and I still want to do that. So if I accept this position, can like, and if I get an audition for like a Marvel movie or something, can I go? And they said, absolutely. We want you to be like, you know, a person outside of your job. Like we, we want you to do that type of thing. And so it literally checked all the boxes and it wasn't just a random thing just to make money. It was like a career path. They were going to send me to um, like public speaking courses. They had Toastmasters, like there were so many like benefits to this that it was just an opportunity for me to yeah. grow and learn that I couldn't say no, you know? That was perfect. It was good timing. So I took the job and it was great. They literally played ping pong in the office, basketball, like making sales. And I was there for two or three weeks. And then I got sent home because of COVID. And I brought my computers home and I worked from home for about three weeks. And this morning I went to clock in and I got laid off couldn't log in. And I, how are you dealing with that? That's so fresh. Yeah. It's very fresh. I've been going through the emotions of like roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like I've been going, like, I, I had this feeling. I was like, Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm laid off. And then, and then 30 minutes later, I was like, I'm fine. Everything is fine. I am fine. Me, I'm good. I am amazing. I am talented. I am an entrepreneur. I will figure it out. And I feel like that's when you called me the first time was when you were in that mood and you were like, yes, hustle and flow. Like, let's do it. And then like five hours later, you were like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm not going to work out. And like, I literally didn't, I, I literally was in, my bed is made right now, but that's because I just made my bed. Okay. Like the reality is that the room looked like a mess and I like, I couldn't even watch Netflix. I like went to bed to watch Netflix, but I just sat and stared off into space. Like I, I it's been this screen the whole day. The Roku. You're kidding. You've been staring I at that. I swear to God, I've been staring at it all day. I'm processing it still, but but I realized that everything always works out for me. And I had so much resistance to taking the job because um, I, I 
did feel like I was taking that focus and that energy away from my acting career or hustle and flow or power femme. And I remember one of our friends posted on Instagram saying she quit her job the first day she was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And that was before you took your job. So it was a very back and forth thing, but you just went with it. You went with the flow. I did go with the flow. And as soon as I did that too, I kept, I had a mantra. I was really repeating this mantra every single day. I was like, everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. If it, if I don't like it, I can quit. Like, you know, and it, it I really didn't need the job either. So like there was no desperate energy in it. So when I accepted this job, I am not kidding you. I didn't go on many auditions for like, like, I mean, I'm always auditioning, but there were like two weeks where I didn't audition for anything. And I was like, God, this means something about me. And then I'm not even kidding you. I accept the job. And then instantly, like when I sent in my acceptance, I get an audition for a commercial for Home Depot that films the day I'm supposed to start my freaking job. And I was in acting class and I, I literally am looking at my phone and I look up at my coach and I'm like, oh no. And she's like, what? And I was like, I just got an audition. And she's like, you should be happy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's filming the day I start my new job. And they're like, well, she's like, well, you said that they'd be cool if you, okay. Yeah. But like not my first day, like, oh, Hey, I can't come to the first day of work because I, um, I'm filming a commercial. Sorry. Like so flaky, you know? And so I ended up, um, just auditioning anyways, cause I didn't book it. I mean, I hadn't booked it yet. So I auditioned for that, got a call back, was attached. I like seriously went in there and was like praying that I wouldn't book the job. Wow. I was like, I do not want to book this job. Got another call back. Then that casting director called me in for another audition for a different commercial. That week I booked not one, but two SAG commercials. Two, and they filmed, I, I was on set for the entire first week before I started my job. I ended up having to miss my first day of work. I told them, hey, sorry, I, I can't come to my first day. Can we push my start date a little bit? I have to wrap things up with my other job, which was true. Mm-hmm. And um, they said no. And I was like, well, there's nothing I can do. And so then they were like, okay, fine. And so I ended up being able to film both commercials, get paid. And, um, and then I started this job. And it's just so crazy because the way that things unvol- uh, unraveled, it was just like, I mean, I like now that I'm unemployed, I literally got a check in the mail today for a commercial that I filmed four weeks ago. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, you know. The timing of all of that. And it At also least you got a good like flow of money like coming in right before all this happened. Yeah. And I was in a total state of just like, I like, I I knew I had the safety of the job. And so I didn't care about this. It wasn't that I didn't care because obviously I wanted it, mm-hmm. but I just like let go. I was like, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, I don't need the money. I don't like, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I have things going on. Like if I get it, it's great, whatever. And right. I ended up doing two commercials. Like, how does that even happen? Right. I called me and was like, Hey, and I was like, are you seriously about to tell me? She's like, yeah, you booked another one. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, That's so funny. So and now everything's shut down. Yeah. Hollywood and then meanwhile, is shut down. What were you gonna say? Well, the whole film industry and everything is shut down now too. So you can't even do that now. It's a good thing all that all happened at one time. 
I feel like I was gone for most of the time that you were working because you pretty much started your job and I was in LA. Yeah, talk about LA, please. Like, let's. LA? Just, I haven't even caught up. Like, really. No, like, literally, Heidi and I haven't even really talked because we knew we were going to make an episode and we just figured we would just save it. <laughs> but um, LA was great. I really did not expect to um, make so many friends, like, friends and people that I really love and, like, got to spend so much time around and enjoyed the presence of. Um, so that was fun. Uh, it's weird being in LA, which you know, because you grew up there and went to school there, how, like, almost how, what's the word, like, accessible celebrities are, like, you just see them, yeah, they're sitting next to you, they're walking by you, they're bowling next to you, they're eating next to you, like, it's so weird, yeah, so that's, that's interesting, um, that's cool, so the first person we saw, I am not, like, this still, blows my mind we went to the um what's it called the beverly hills hotel yeah and it's a famous right hotel next to my school mm-hmm. okay of course so we were going for a meeting it was someone else's meeting i was just tagging along courtney kardashian oh. <laughs> and i love courtney one of her friends that i've seen on the show and like i should know her name but i don't know her name they were just there just the two of them like having their little lunch they were talking about like a podcast or something um and so we were sitting literally in the booth next to theirs they were right there I could see them if I had taken a picture of the person that we were in the meeting with like I could have gotten the side of her face in like what so that was cool that was cool and then we went bowling one night and Demi Lovato walks in with have I even told you this no wow Demi Lovato who's one of my like biggest like singing inspirations and like ever since day one camp rock like i've been a huge camp fan. rock oh my god I that know. made me oh want to be god. an actress i'm not i was like I'm oh gonna, my gosh yeah. yeah okay so she walks in with like a few of her people to bowl or whatever and so i got to, i walked up with some of my friends and like gave her a hug i got to talk to her dude it was amazing so what the heck and then we She's went really to nice. We went to Playlist, which was in Orlando, on our way home, and James Charles was at one of our, like, events that some of my friends kind of snuck me into at Playlist. It was, like, an influencer event. It was a Facebook thing. James Charles was there for the whole, like, Playlist event thing to be on panels and stuff, but he came to that little, like, thing, and, like, of course, there were a lot of TikTokers that were there, too, and stuff, and then David Dobrik, I think, was the other one that we saw a lot. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just like, what? Like, yeah. you see these people all the time, and then all of a sudden they're just like right there in front of you, and it's just like, oh. So one time, right when I moved to LA, like I'm not even kidding you, I think I was going to Beverly. I went to Beverly Hills High School, and I was going there for maybe two weeks at this time, and I was I had no friends. I had one friend. Her name was Sarah Pollock, and. Um, and I had her phone number, but I remember I was walking around Beverly Hills, like by myself kind of thing. And I, it was after school and I got lost and I didn't know where I was. And so I remember I called Sarah and I was like, I don't know where I am right now. And I had a flip phone. I didn't have like a nice, like GPS. Like I didn't have any of that. This was 2009. I had a flip phone and, uh, I was walking and I remember just like looking around and, and, um, I think she didn't answer. So I closed my phone 
And then I open back up to text and I see a group, like a large group of people standing in front of me, like at a light. And this is like, now that I'm looking back, this was Wilshire Boulevard and Rodeo Drive. And I'm walking and I'm texting. I see this group of people and I'm like, why are they just standing there? So I just walked around them and I go back to texting and then I look up and all of a sudden I realize that I am standing in front of a camera. They are filming the hills and I literally stopped and I looked at the people behind the camera and to my right and Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt's sister are sitting right next to, right here at a table and they are having lunch. And, I, and the guy behind the camera was like, keep going. Keep going, keep going. And I was like, oh my God. And I just kept walking. I literally walked onto the set of what was that show even called? I forget. But I don't know who those people are. The Hills or something? It's called The Hills. Yeah, you didn't see that show, Kesley? What? No, yeah, this is the, the thing. I feel like you should know this by now. Maybe you don't. I'm very behind <laughs> on a lot of things. Oh, and you know what else I found out recently? What? I am the last of the millennials and the first of Gen Z. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you're Gen Z and I'm a millennial? I have crossed. Well, I'm both. I'm a mix. I'm a mixture. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's like a lot of things that I, I, I didn't grow up with for some reason. Oh. I was just a little behind the times. Sheltered. Huh? Yes, I was sheltered. It was that on is, TV. That's another way, way you can go. Um, but anyway, LA was really fun. And I got to make a lot of content. I grew a lot on TikTok. Um, we met. It's just crazy some of the stuff that started happening near the end of the trip, of course. Um, there's like, we just started um, getting invited to more things, like whether it was an Instagram event or a Facebook event or a creator house. There's so many creator houses now. And we got invited to be in a creator house. What is house. a creator house? Hold on. Okay. A creator house. I'll use TikTok as an example because I feel like that's what's more popular. There's also some Instagram ones. So like you'll have the top like TikTokers, like the Hype House, for example, is probably the, one of the most popular ones. It's all these mostly guys. There might be some girls that live there. I'm not sure. They just live in a house. They have a name, Hype House. They have a TikTok. And everyone that lives in the house has their own TikToks, millions and millions of followers, like for each person. And so I don't know all the business behind it. But living in a house with people just kind of helps with collaborations. You can throw parties there. You can have events there. Like you get more attention. You can get more brand deals. You have, there's management behind it. A sponsor. It allows creators, whether you all live in one place or in multiple states to all move and live together. And usually the house is sponsored so they can live like rent free without bills. And they just create, like their job is just to create and like build the hype, build up like clout, whatever. And, um, yeah, that's the idea behind it. There might be more like business terms to use. I don't really know, but we got invited to be in one that was more of an Instagram heavy. Like there were girls and guys living in the house that had a lot of Instagram followers and they were trying to get me and two of my friends. I mean, I wasn't there. It was one of my friends who like passed it on, like got me into, um, they wanted us to be in the house too, because of TikTok. They wanted to have like TikTokers in the house. Um, so that was cool. It's just fun to like be with friends. And I feel so thankful to be with friends that they are doing so much and I'm just a beginner more so at it. And they're just like bringing me along. So I got to like see so many things that somebody, if I were to just do it on my own, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to meet certain people or do certain things. So that was, yeah, so that was really cool. And then of course, um, we 
it was near the end of the trip when um, Ace's car got broken into. They smashed the window and took my bag. Okay, tell, so, us, tell us, literally, like, walk me through when you found out, like, what happened. Like, what were you doing when someone was like, somebody broke into your car? Oh, okay. We were with a group of people, which is nice. But we had let one of our friends park the car, so we didn't actually park it. And so we're thinking, I'm wondering if, like, if Ace and I had parked the car, if we wouldn't have parked in, like, a sketchy place. Because it was definitely sketchy. It's, like, a road that's literally known for, like, crime. Where was so they it? Parked, so they parked, I don't remember, because I, I don't remember. But it was in, I don't know where it is, but do you know what Doll's Kill is? It's a clothing brand there. Anyway, it's, like, right down the street from that store like a little ways um but I have no idea where we were but um they parked the car and we went to an event and it's a Range Rover so it's in a sketchy place and it's a really nice car and so we came back at like 10 30 at night Ace got in the driver's seat didn't even notice that the window was shattered I'm walking up we have friends with us and I just start I feel bad, but I was just like saying every cuss word. I was like, shit, 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 no, 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 no. Cause I knew, I knew they took my backpack. And I had so much stuff in my backpack because every single day we would leave our house from the Santa Clarita, which is like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from LA. We'd go stay in LA all day, almost all night, and then drive back. So I'd take my makeup, my laptop, my camera, my hard drive, my cash my wallet, my phone, did I say my makeup, my hairbrush, like clothes, like everything I could fit into my backpack. How much money was in that backpack? Like valuable wise? $5,000. Easily. $5,000. And my backpack is like a crappy backpack. Like it doesn't look nice at all. It's not designer. It's really old. It's ripping apart. But these people, we don't know if they're kids. We don't know what. So anyway, walked up and it's like shattered. They took my backpack. My gallon was sitting. I shouldn't have left my stuff in the front seat on the floor, obviously. But I didn't really realize. Um, they left my gallon sitting there. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gallon. That's oh. all I have left. <laughs> but um, they took the backpack. And then I just tried to stay calm. It helped that we had friends with us. So different people were starting to take care of different things, calling the police, putting in like reports or whatever, calling insurance, doing all of that. And I was just like, what? I immediately went to Instagram, my Instagram story, because I was like, I just feel like I need to. I've been posting every day and I've been posting everything. So I was like, it feels weird to not post about this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it right now. And I did feel a sense of peace about it. So that's what I shared on my Instagram story. I told everyone what happened and like how I'm dealing with it. And then, um, I was praying a lot, like, Lord, like, please just give me some of it back or just help me to stay calm or, like, I trust you fully with this. Like, so many things were on my hard drive. Like, I didn't back anything up. Like, it's literally from 2017 or 2018 until this day. Like, it had all of our podcast episodes that were edited and not edited, all of our photos, all of our videos stuff from our wedding were on there. Like every photo that I had taken of anyone and of any trip, all my travel photos, like there was so much on that hard drive. That was the most important thing to me, like the most sentimental. There's like a sweatshirt in there that my mom, it was my mom's and I had like had it and loved, loved that sweatshirt so much was in there. So like the sentimental things that you can't replace, like that's what makes you start to feel sick, especially when I didn't realize what was all in my backpack. And so it just seemed like every like five minutes I was realizing, oh, crap, like my AirPods are in there. 
crap. I had three pairs of sunglasses in there, like my blue light. Like I just started remembering things. I'm like, shoot, like a hundred dollars cash is in the front pocket because I just got paid for a shoot. Like what the heck? And the photos and are you, gone. So like, and then you can't, yeah. So you got paid. Yeah, and the photos were in there because they were on the card in my camera. So I'm like, I don't have the photos. And I didn't even, it's like, I spent all day shooting and like all these photos are gone. So wait, was so you got paid a hundred dollars and you were supposed to give the photos to the person. So the hundred dollars and the photos were stolen. And did you have to pay her back a hundred dollars? Well, I, yeah, I would have, I would have had to. So I'm like, crap, like I lost a hundred, like literally I'm going to have, so anyway, I, um, I also had another girl's stuff on there that had paid me and I hadn't delivered hers yet either. And she paid more than a hundred. So like, I was thinking I was gonna have to pay her back too. So it just sucked. So I just tried to stay calm for the most part. Once I started to just accept that it's out of my control, that's all you can do. So then uh, I just went home. I just tried to chill and hung out with friends. We just continued on with our night that night. Like there was nothing we could do. We knew the police weren't going to like do anything. So I just tried to forget about it and move on. And um, the next day at 12, like at noon, um, somebody called me, texted me, DM'd me saying, call me ASAP. I think I have your backpack. And I was like, what? Like yes. I freaked out, called them so fast. And they were like, Hey, like my trash can was tipped over. So I went to go pick it up and your backpack is in there. So I opened the front pocket and my business cards from our, um, hustle and flow event from our new year's Eve, um, our, what's it called? What's the board? What are the boards card? Vision board party. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, those cards were in there. I never have business cards and I don't even know why I brought those, but I had them all in there. So I had my social media, my phone number and everything. So they pulled it out. They saw that my hundred dollars of cash was, were in there. These people did not even check my front pocket. My AirPods are in there. My cash was in there. These business cards were in there. I had my phone and wallet. So like they didn't get that stuff, but, um, they were looking through it. They looked at my Instagram. They watched my story. They saw that I was like a nice person, like that I was a real person, that my stuff was stolen. Oh so, my God. I know. And this person ends up being a millionaire and they had three surveillance cameras that like caught the people like throwing my backpack away. We didn't get their license plates. We couldn't see their faces. So whatever. But they caught the whole thing on camera. We, they get, sent us their address, told us when to like pick up the bag. We went, they took my laptop and they took my camera and they took all the like sunglasses and like blue light glasses that I had in there, which it's all really expensive stuff, but it's replaceable. Um, but my hard drive, they did not take my hard drive, which I feel like hard drives are expensive. So I just yeah, it's like $600. Yeah. And it's like a four terabyte like hard drive. So it's like an ex nice expensive one. They didn't take it. I don't know. I do not like God. God that is God. Only, yeah. So I immediately locked my laptop. Like I think the night it got stolen, I locked it so they couldn't get into it at least. So they couldn't steal any of my information. That was like what I was worried about. And of course I loved my camera and there was a card on there full of photos, but to at least one of the people that had paid me, I had already put on my hard drive. So I had those photos and then I got my cash back. So I was able to pay the other girl back and it wasn't, I didn't lose any money on it. So, but it still sucked. But the fact that the next day in LA, my stuff was stolen and returned to me in less than 24 hours and no police were involved. It was just like, it's that gone. Was, now it's back. That was God. That like, it was the craziest roller coaster my mind had ever had to go on. 
you know, honestly, I think it, I think that your perspective through that whole experience of, okay, God, I trust you. There's a lesson in this. Like maybe you're bringing me closer to you and like that accepting that you have no control, but like have choosing to have that perspective because you could have easily started crying about it. Why me? Poor me. I have nothing. And you could have gone down that road. But I remember talking to you and you were just so like, it's fine. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I prayed about it. It's good. Like that was a choice that you made. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a lesson that people can learn from. Like you can, you can look at any circumstance in life and say, why me? But you can also remember that like life is happening for you, not to you. Always, always. And you Mm -hmm. might not see that until five years from now, 24 hours from now. Right. Like that was literally a wink from God being like, Mm -hmm. I got you. It was so good. And it was a good feeling to just like, to get so much back, the important things, to get the important things back and to be like, thank you, God. And also to be able to say like, I'm glad I still honored him through the time when I thought there was like, like, like the whole why me thing. Like I could have complained and I could have been really horrible about it. And the fact that it, it just, it made me feel good. Like, okay, like me and God together, we got this. It's okay. And I just felt good. It felt so much better to go through it with positivity than negativity. So, and I feel like too, like the whole, like behind, like the whole idea behind hustle and flow is like, you always do what you can do as much as you can. And you just go one way until, you know, you can't anymore. And then you just go with the flow. Yes. And you don't have an option. You don't need to keep fighting when there's too much resistance or when things are out of your control. You have to go with the flow. You have to trust nature, trust the universe, trust God, and just go with the flow. And so it was a very small scale situation, but like I definitely learned a lot from it. And and I had literally told someone like a few days or two days before my stuff was stolen, I said, you know, it's weird. I feel like I'm hiding behind photography for some reason. And I really should be singing because that's what I've always been doing my whole life. I really like it, but I feel like I'm not good enough and I'm not a good writer and I'm not that good of a singer. So I don't do it as much. And I'm using photography to like get me in and give myself importance when really my real value is that I'm a singer and a songwriter and I can do it. And like, I'm hiding behind this. And literally my laptop and my camera are gone. The two things I need to do photography. I don't need them to do singing. And I'm just like, or to do music or whatever. Like that kind of even set my whole life on a new path. And I feel like on the path I'm supposed to be on and not be so distracted. But at the time when I was doing photography, I think it was the right thing to do. It's happening for you. Now it's just time to focus on singing. Like do that. Yes. It's time for you to focus on singing and hustle and flow. Yay! And it's time, it's time for me to also focus on hustle and flow and, and speaking and coaching and just going all in, double down on these things, you know? So I, I really love everything about everything you're saying about a perspective and, and, you know, like realizing like, we got this, me and God, we got this. And like, if you're listening to this and if you've been furloughed or if you've been laid off or if you have um, no money in your bank account or if you're sick or if you know somebody who's sick, don't worry. Like you yeah. got this. And yeah. I think that 
obviously you were so grateful for like, it like took you down a little bit. Like you were like, okay, well, I'm still grateful that at least I have the things that can't be replaced. Like I'm so grateful for these things. And it's like the, like all of us, you know, think about how extra we were living before COVID-19 like had us in shelter. Like I myself, I, I was paying like hundreds of dollars that I didn't even realize was being charged out of my bank account for the last year. Like I've been paying $50 a month for DocuSign every single month. And I never used DocuSign. That was one thing. Like I went through my bank account and I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. I am so grateful to have a roof over my head. Josh and I almost went and got an apartment. We would have moved two weeks ago into an apartment because we both had just gotten jobs and thank God we didn't do it because right. I just got laid off, you know? Right. And, and like, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know that God has gotten me this far and that I'm super blessed and I'm more blessed than others. And I'm like, I know people don't have a roof over their head. I know people have rent they have to pay. I know people are getting laid off. I know people don't have money for food. Like I know. And so to be in gratitude is just such a blessing. And I think that if you can shift your perspective, if you're listening to this, you can shift your perspective and think about what you are grateful for. That is where you need to stay and just build on that and don't tune into the noise or the negativity. It's so easy to like listen to that voice inside of you that is telling you that everything is wrong or the, like the world is messed up or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. You said something earlier today. I think it was like, sometimes like the most creativity or creativity comes from desperation. Is that what you said? I said desperation breeds creativity. Yes. Yeah. That's been when you're desperate, like you, some of the most desperate times of my life, I have come up with some of the best ideas. And when things, when you're not desperate, like desperate energy is not good energy to have, honestly, mm -hmm. like when it comes to going to an audition or pursuing any type of career, you don't, or dating even, you don't want that like desperate energy. And I've been actually thinking a lot about like my relationship with like life and the universe as if I'm dating, I don't want to show up as this desperate person, right? I want to show up as this whole perfect and complete confident, sure that everything is going to work out for me. And that's, that's, this is a whole podcast for another episode, um, like on intention versus wanting because wanting creates more wanting, whereas intending creates the experience and it gives off a totally different energy, but, but <laughs> When you are desperate, you are forced to think on your feet. Like you are forced yeah. to do whatever it takes to survive. Yeah. It's survival. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. that is very important. You know, it's, um, it's needed, you know, like nobody who's made it to the top or has been super successful got there easily. They had to learn right. lessons and, and apply those lessons and grow and you know so yeah I feel like learning to survive in this situation is definitely going to strengthen a lot of people because you realize oh I can live without Uber Eats or I can live without going out to eat all the time or I can live without certain things like I'm not wearing concealer right now <laughs> because I ran out and I can't get more lol quarantine life my roots everybody's gonna look busted after this but it's okay it'll be all about your personality nobody's gonna care about looks if you get injections, Botox, and it wears off, that's okay. If you get, like, I get my hair done, like, my roots are not looking good. It's okay. My boyfriend mm -hmm. still loves me. I still love me. 
you know, I have a unibrow right now. It's, you can't tell, but like, I have like, I for sure have a unibrow. Like I just, it's blonde, but it's there. Um, I have Corona nails. Ooh. My oh. nails, like, my nails pretty much always look like Corona this. nails. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, it's like, we have things, but, but I'm so grateful, you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I think, I think that the key is just to stay grateful, stay committed to your self-love practice. Let's work on routines. Let's like get up every single day. This too shall pass. And are you going to be ready when it's gone, when it's passed? Or are you going to be like, oh crap, life is normal again. I got to like get back on my health and mental routines. Like, no, you need to be using this time wisely, like transition, like go with the flow. Like the yeah. universe is slowing As down. Especially since there is a virus going around, like you need to stay healthy because you need to build your immune system up. So it's really not a time to be lazy and not get enough sleep or just be literally just being lazy because if you're like sleeping too much sleeping and staying up then you're just eating whatever mm -hmm. you're eating pizza a lot we had pizza last night I ate so much last night it's like you don't want to breed that those bad habits and then you won't be healthy you won't be able to fight off stuff you have to stay healthy you guys so. biggest hack ever I've been working with all my clients we hang a TR we make our own TRX TRX costs like a hundred thirty dollars on Amazon it's like a rope it's really amazing you have a TRX you literally don't need a gym um, but you you hang a bed sheet and if you hang a bed sheet and you have it like you have two handles kind of like you can do so many different exercises. You can oh, do so wow. exercises. So I'll share that with you, Kesley. But um, yeah, you should we have a video of that. I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram story. I'll show you what we've been doing. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And then also download the RunKeeper app. It is so inspiring. So many of my girls have been saying like, oh, I never would have called myself a runner, but I enjoy running. Like I never thought I would say that. And I feel the same way. RunKeeper, it's free. It's on the Apple uh store or whatever. I think Samsung has it too. Mm -hmm. And it's like the best app. It gets you to run outside. It's so inspiring. There's a person who's like in your ear telling you, you got this. Like, it's amazing. Oh, wow. That's really nice. Um, Ace came over. She's one of the only people that comes over because she just lives pretty much by herself. So she comes, she comes over and teaches us bar. She's been teaching us bar because she's a bar class instructor. So she came over today and we like went to the tennis court at my apartment complex. There was no one out there. So we just did bar out there. That's awesome. And that was our workout. So yeah, you guys stay sane, you know, take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, prioritize it. Don't just take care of it. And, um, you know, we'll be here. Kesley and I intend to make more content for you guys to entertain you, to inspire you. And we are planning an event. Um, details are to come, but a virtual event. Yes, it'll be a virtual <laughs> event. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the catch up. So yeah. Thanks, so thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> and watching, and we're watching. And I'm excited to keep this going. We love you so much. And until next time. Yes. Hustle and flow. Hustle and flow.